You are listening to a Stick Boy We Talk production in association with the Fresh Take Network. This is your wrestling podcast. Welcome to a We Talk podcast, Stick Boy production with association with the Fresh Take Network. We have the ultimate babyface, Mr. Joel Johnson, the crown prince of charisma, Martin, Joshua Adam, William Arbuthnot, and this is your wrestling podcast. Uh, your professional radio voice, that sounds beautiful coming out of it. So well, welcome to your the new era. Podcast. Thank you, Martin. Uh, welcome to the new era of wrestling podcast here. The old name is retired and we move on to your wrestling podcast. Happy to have this new name. We've got a lot of rumors running around going wild. We have our year in review show coming next week. So we'll fill you in on the heart trophy and everything that goes with that. But guys, we have a lot of rumors running rampant as we head into the biggest Wrestle Kingdom show in two years uh, the Royal Rumble is coming around, uh, and just a few other things that are going down right now, including how do you book Sammy's name. So it is a, a crazy time right now. Somehow this has been the craziest year in wrestling, and this last week is like, we're going to get a few more things in before we get out of here. Let's start with uh, the more controversial rumor and stuff that's going around, because I, I want to have more fun uh, with this, but this is the Vince McMahon rumor situation. So two more sexual accusations to Vincent McMahon, uh, and now people giving him insight that, hey, this is all probably going to blow over and you should be back running the company. I don't know if this is going to happen or not. He has the power, obviously, to make it happen. He has 100% the opportunity if he wants to make it happen. But, and I'll leave with you, Martin, as you are the uh, the senior of us all here. You've been through the ups and downs. I was only eight when the steroid trial happened, and Joel was a little bitty baby when it happened. Uh so you've seen Vince fight back and come back from stuff. Uh, what is your thoughts on this latest Vincent McMahon stuff that, since the news has broken, has quieted down quite a bit, I should say? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was a teenager during the steroid trial. That was an interesting time. Um, it, to me, I think there's so much respect among the people in WWE for Vince that I think that they would step aside for him even though i think they know and we all know and we've seen it in all the metrics um as well as how good the product has been um and it's you know not perfect but it's vastly improved i think we all know it's not for the best for him to be back but i think everybody would quickly step aside mm -hmm. in that time uh the new allegations are as soon as he comes back I don't think it'll be the new allegations. It'll be just that the allegations themselves will, will once again become a headline. Mm -hmm. um, they're not a headline because he's not there. They will once again become a headline. You have this, though. If they can survive the Benoit situation and the other scandals they've had in the past, they can survive the sexual allegations towards Vince McMahon. And, and I think they all know that. 
And uh, certainly he knows that. So I, I suspect everybody will step aside out of respect for him and just bide their time and wait. And, and I, I don't expect much, uh, unfortunately, I don't expect much fight put up. Uh, that said, everybody I've heard who's, you know, in the rustling uh, media seems to think that no, it's not gonna be that easy and no, he's not coming back. Um, there seems, that seems to be the overwhelming response, not everybody, but a, a large portion of what I've heard. So I may be wrong, but yes, that's, that's kind of how I view it. It's, uh, it's embarrassing. The whole thing is embarrassing. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I tell you, I mean, WWE struggles to bring back a lot of old viewers as is. Uh, I think that this will kind of put the nail in the coffin for some people. Well, Much like Saudi ratings have been, right? Like the, the raw ratings have been absolutely atrocious lately. I would say that Hunter, I think you said it best, Mon, when we were talking about Hunter and his booking throughout the year. He's had about a half year now. It's just slightly better than Vince's. I mean, people are getting over that, you know, deserve to be over. Gunther has been to a, a better level. Ricochet has been to a better level. Shayna Baszler has been to a better level, but you know, there's few and far between that are really some of the, some of the booking stuff we saw in the, like Akira Tozawa at least isn't a ninja and a joke. And many boys, some people wouldn't say that he's a joke because he lost to Rhea Ripley this week, but it seems like they're building her like China. So there is that I think um, the Finn Balor led group there and Dominic have been in a better place. So there has been things that have been better, but Joel, you can't say the booking has been like, hold so better. Just to Sorry, jump Mark. in, just to yeah. jump in quickly. Um, and then we'll have Joel give his opinion, but it's still sports entertainment. It's still written. It's still, I mean, I'm watching Raw and I'm seeing JBL's Poker Invitational and a yeah, bunch of backstage bad. comedy vignettes. And it's awful. And it feels like Vince never left. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're watching that. And that's, um, you know, and just... Typically, Mondays are easier for me to watch than Fridays, even though Friday, yeah. I know, is the better show. SmackDown so, is a great show. SmackDown is a really good show. But yeah. like you, I can't watch SmackDown very often because I, I have uh, job uh, stuff I have to do for what I have. So I barely get – so most of the time, Friday is uh, – I think it's a problem with Rampage at times, too. It's it's a it's a Twitter or it's a YouTube follow because those shows are so hard to follow. Uh, anyways, Joel – It's a YouTube for me. Yeah, you Joel, know, your thoughts on this catch whole up what's going on on the YouTube. So my my thought on this is it would make sense if Vince came back. Just from the perspective of this is a massive, massive, massive narcissist. And he didn't get his flowers. He didn't get his moment. Even though there, there's stories that are like, Vince doesn't want it, Vince doesn't want it. This is still a narcissist. This is still someone that ego is massive he wants that spotlight when the first allegations came out we we've heard the stories where he came out he started off smackdown and it was like what are you doing and then apparently in the backstage had said basically fuck him to these allegations mm -hmm. so this is this is the same man he has not changed he is nicknamed himself the genetic jackhammer like there's so many things where we can go over and you can see the psyche of Vince. 
play out through WWE makes absolute sense that he'd want to come back. He's probably seen stuff on the product and been like, well, I wouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? Why are you pushing him? Why are you pushing that? And that's probably also bugging him a little bit where it's like, mm. oh, this isn't what I want. So, well, I... That's, that's an interesting question, though. How closely is he, has, has he been following the product? Yeah. I mean, there's there's people out there that think he's following and you're, and you're right, and he's thinking that. But there's other people out there who are saying, who are the opinion he has not followed at all. He doesn't follow. It's, he, it's a clean break that was either for whatever reason you mean whether it was psychologically what was necessary for him to to step away or whether or not he was too angry to watch or it hurt too much or whatever there's a lot of people that think that he hasn't paid attention so who knows we don't know it's really hard to tell because you're absolutely right he could have just he could have been so mad that he's like i don't want anything to do with any of this and i am i am done uh, I but my my next question would be I'd be very curious to find out what Vince fills his time with then because now he's without anything a guy that eat breathe and slept sports entertainment and WWE is now left with nothing so I'm very curious what he's filled his time with but I I don't think Vince will come back but I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I would not be shocked if I woke up tomorrow even and saw a headline saying Vince will be making his return to the WWE in the new year. I'd be like, yep, yeah, no, I that that doesn't surprise me at all. Whether it happens or not remains to be seen. I'm wondering how he feels knowing that they're heading into a WrestleMania season, which was always his his moment to shine. How does he feel knowing that this will be the first rumble to mania without Vince? My guess, is, rumble, so. <laughs> my guess is that uh, when he first went away, he missed it greatly. And mm-hmm. then after like a month, he was probably doing fine, whatever he was doing and finding new things in life and, and moving on. And as WrestleMania season has come around, that he's gotten the itch again. Um, that's that's and he, just we know he's a workaholic, but, right? We know he's a workaholic. Yeah. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see where everything goes with that um, as the stories come out. But with it being the season it is, we'll, we'll see. Uh, the next big story is uh, we're going to ditch the name Sasha Banks. It seems that the name is going to be Mercedes Monet. And uh, she is getting covered like an NHL and NFL NBA free agent. Of, she's heading to Japan right now. She's on her flight to Japan. She's landed in Japan. It's like, okay, let's come, let's calm down how we're covering this. It's a little absurd, but it is exciting. Uh, the, the full details are, and I'll let you lead after this, Joel. Uh, the full details we know is that Raj Gill from Wrestling Inc., he was correct. So we owe him an apology for everyone saying he was wrong. He had it correct that Sasha came to terms with her release from the WWE in the summertime. Her contract will not be frozen like we've seen in the past for, let's say, a Rey Mysterio and others. She will be a free agent as of January 1st to make a decision wherever she wants to go. We do not know fully the status of Trinity Fatu, a.k.a. Naomi, and where she's going to go. All we know right now is for Mercedes Monet, and it seems like she's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom for the 4th and have other dates coming up. And if she's Soraya's mystery partner, we do not know yet. Is it Soraya or Soraya? I always mess it up. I I always forget. Yeah, I, okay. I'm pretty sure. 
I think it's Soraya. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that we don't know, but uh, her her new side of her wrestling career begins January fourth with multiple dates there, and looking like she'll probably come out after the Kyrie match at Wrestle Kingdom, Joel. Uh, well, we were informed that she wanted um, Becky Lynch money, and they right. basically told her, you are not worth that. Becky and Charlotte which, money. Which absolutely goes to show, we, we talk about asset management. I always like to talk about asset management. If that you're, if you're a good team or a bad team, Flames, not the greatest at asset management right now. WWE, you look at Sasha Banks, and you go... You're not worth that type of money. It's ludicrous to me to not pay her, to not have her be a key cog in your company. Even if she's starting to eventually fade away from the company, it would make sense to pay her and have her for the three years, have her have these wrestling matches, have her, because she's a damn good wrestler. She's She's the greatest woman wrestler of all time. She she had an incredible match with Belair that was such a big deal for your company. She's had incredible matches with Bailey. She's had incredible matches with Charlotte. Incredible matches with Asuka. Like you can go on and on and on about what she's been able to do in that ring. She lives and breathes professional wrestling. And like she said on the Austin podcast, at a certain point you become. You don't become thankful to be there. You want to have steak like mitts. You want to be treated like the best. And if they're not willing to treat you like the best, then maybe it's time to move on. And she's got a hell of a lawyer to get out of her contract because the pure thought of her being able to be at Wrestle Kingdom and potentially at AEW, if I'm Tony, I'm tripping over my feet to sign. She was a free agent, by the way, as of September. So she was going to be a free agent. She just got out a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's still like the the fact that the lawyer, the WWE lawyers didn't tie her up so horribly. Just incredible. And the fact that she got, she had her ask for Becky money. They said no. But the fact that she's going to New Japan, who doesn't, they don't have Becky money for her. But the fact that she's still going over there to do this, to work with New Japan. I think we know who has the Becky money. I think we know who has the Becky money. And it just, it it goes to show that she still wants to very much be involved in professional wrestling, very much still wants to be involved in doing different things that are important to her. And it goes to show that WWE are morons. Like, who said she was a... You know what Becky's, do either one of you guys know Becky's salary? No, what's her salary? Three mil. Three mil. Um, so, I mean, she didn't ask for uh, Roman Reigns' money. She yeah. asked for Becky Lynch money. Uncom- uncomparable, you yeah. know? Uh, I, I, and she's every bit the star, the performer, as over. Bigger mainstream. Um, maybe Bigger mainstream. I don't know where her merch sales sit compared to, I imagine they're not what Becky's level. Uh, I imagine they're, they're like she... Charlotte. The the Sasha fans are a different level of fan. Yeah, I am like I said. I imagine she's certainly a, um, more sells a lot more merch than Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I mean, they must have some internal um, metrics again that they use to decide how big this person a, a star is, rating draws and different things. But to me, I mean, we've seen that she moved numbers. 
She carried the you pandemic. Know, during COVID. Yep. During the pandemic, she moved, she moved numbers. Uh, so it, it's just mind, it just comes across as more as pettiness and that they're pissed off at her for everything more than more than anything else like I, I again i don't know what she's like backstage i don't know if she's hard to deal with you know i mean you hear this and that and who the hell knows what's true well all i know is that she's every bit the equal of charlotte and becky maybe i would i would probably put her number two i put becky number one as the biggest star, but her number two, not far behind, and then Charlotte. Well, um, a little farther behind, both of them. And like this is the same company. Like there, there are two points that, from what you said, that I wanted to bring up. This is the same company that made fun of Dave Bautista for being in Guardians of the Galaxy. Said, "Oh, you're being in a comic book movie that like that's going to make any money." And then the other side of it all is like. If Becky is number one, how hard is it to really negotiate with Sasha to be like, okay, you can have Becky's three, we can do 2.5, 2.7. Like how yeah. hard is it to put her within that range where it's close enough to it, but not quite there? Uh, and the other thing is, anytime someone has left the company on bad terms, all you keep hearing is, they were really hard to work with. They were really difficult backstage. It seems to be a WWE playbook where the minute someone's out the door, let's sewage them as much as possible. They're really hard to work with. They, they just cause so much problems backstage. And it really muddies the water because you have no idea if it's true or not. Well, Anytime I can... Oh, go ahead. I thought you were done. Uh, you have these situations where it's like there may be some talent that's really hard to deal with and you're absolutely within your right to say they were a pain in the ass to deal with but when you use that as a blanket statement for anyone that doesn't want to work the WWE system you kind of create this thing where it's like like we heard John Moxley was difficult to deal with John Moxley was a problem to deal with now you look at what he's done in AEW and you go, I don't hear any stories about him being a problem backstage. It's rather interesting. You take him from a different environment and he's pretty, he hasn't caused any problems. So that's one thing with Sasha. I'm very curious to see what happens once she's in New Japan, in that environment and potentially in AEW. Uh, the WWE system chains are off of her. And we've, you and I have talked about that guy, with a guy like Randy Orton, right? Where, or Seamus, where they've been so enthralled in that system. We we're wondering what would they be like if they didn't have that on them. And now Mercedes is going to be someone that has that ability. She's been in the Mandalorian. She's starting to have mainstream appeal. Maybe Becky is the bigger wrestling star, but there's no doubt that Mercedes is the bigger overall star. She did all those Marvel red carpets during the summertime. You know, John Favreau and Catherine Kennedy and others praise her name consistently. These are big names in Hollywood that are consistently praising her. So to let someone like that walk out the door and then let you go after this mod. And it goes back, I think, to their mentality of they just think the cogs keep on turning. Hulk Hogan left and then we built our new star. Uh, Bret Hart left and we built a new star. You know, John Cena goes to Hollywood. We build new stars. Rock goes to Hollywood with building new stars. So that's their mentality in, in some ways. But, you know, it's not that simple because when Hogan left, 
yeah, Sean and Brett were there, but those were really and and, and Savage left too. But and there was some good stuff there with Sean and Brett and some others, but those were lean years when you know, I know our guy Jermaine loves him, but guys like Ahmed Johnson were like number one baby faces in the company. Like you face these lean years when that happens. And you look where AEW is, for example, and we're assuming Mercedes is going to be heading that way and where stardom is. Stardom is no doubt the the best women's uh, wrestling um, in the world right now. You know, AEW had a great match right now tonight with Hayter and Sheeta. Chris Statlander's on her way back. Britt Baker's becoming a big star. You have Soraya there. They're slowly, finally finding their footing on their women's division. Athena is doing is the ROH champion, and she's finally finding her footing. That was the one weakness of your your rival, and you're giving them potentially, with some would concern, the greatest women's wrestler of the past decade, maybe ever. And you're just saying, "Hey, leave. We don't need you because the machine keeps on turning." We're in your system. Yeah, Bianca's great. And, you know, Charlotte will come back and she's great. Ronda will be on a different list for a lot of us this year. That's for sure. Uh, Bailey's <laughs> been fine and Asuka's great, but they're hitting a down part where they haven't made a new star in their company, where AEW and Stardom are consistently making new stars and showcasing new stars. And you're going to let her walk over to the number one wrestling promotion in the world in Stardom, potentially AEW. It's a huge misfire. You need to pay her the moon because she has. Roman Reigns level potential, and like Morton said, she carried them through the pandemic. Morton, well, uh, Soraya Soraya, you know, is currently the biggest star yeah. in AEW. She would step in and be equal to her, um, maybe bigger, right? Bigger. Uh, probably bigger. And just the idea that you're handing your rival their biggest star, that you're giving them their biggest star. You'd want to play defense and keep them away. Yep. It's like uh, it's like you've seen it was in sports teams when a, a free agent or a, a trade is about to happen for a player, that the rival will step in and, and grab the player instead and make it because play defense and not let that person go to, yep. to their you know to the other team. So it's it's very confusing. Uh, again, it's a very confusing attitude. I would love to know what say Seamus is being paid or the Usos, mm-hmm. you know, because um, she's a bigger star to me than Seamus. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's making closer to the Becky money because he's been probably. there so long, you know, I would say he probably is. And Seamus had a good year. I don't think you're trying to take a shot at Seamus, but I'm I, not I trying to take, I bet he's yeah. not big a star as her. That's no. all, you no. know, nope. he's had a good year. Yep. But you know, or you know, just what is what is Ray Mysterio being paid? You know, um, uh, I think Ray is four because some of these numbers come out sometimes. I believe Ray is around yeah. four. I the highest paid is Brock because Brock gets, I believe, eight. Romans, I think, yeah. is at six. Seth is five. Those are the numbers I know for sure. So yeah. See, these are these are if if he's at that, that level. I mean, she's, she's, I mean, it's, it's, it's mind numbing to me that the comparison isn't just female to female. It's star power to star power, male to female is equal as far as I'm concerned. And the, the women have consistently drawn for them. The, the four horse women in, I mean, you, you built an entire, you re, 
vamped an entire division that's I have the money, that. by the way. Okay. Okay. And and you're right. So here's here's a breakdown of the money. Brock Lesnar gets $10 million. Okay. Roman Reigns gets $5 million. Randy Orton is 4.5, AJ 3.5, Seth at three, Goldberg's at three, Becky is at three. So we can confirm Becky's at three. Miz is 2.5. Stephanie McMahon is 2.5. Kevin Owens is two. Charlotte is two. Rhonda is 1.5. Dolph is 1.5. Bobby's one. Drew is one. Sheamus is one. And then Jinder Mahal and some others are 900,000. So Sasha, before this started, so this was updated this year. This is according to Sportscadia. Uh, Sasha's salary was 500,000. Oh, she was getting screwed. Uh, Alexa Bliss. For a long time. Alexa Bliss and Bianca are 300,000. Oh, I, I knew they were getting screwed. So Oscar, Oscar's two. Liv is also two. Which is crazy because Roxanne Perez is making a hundred thousand. So I have a rant. Yeah, go for it. This this is a company that has reported record profits multiple times and had to make cuts multiple times because they're going to save money. To me, if a company is recording record profits and you're the one that it's being built off your blood, sweat, and tears, and your 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 muscles breaking down your joints being shit in 10 years, potentially a concussion away from being done. I want the bag. I want as much money as I can possibly squeeze out of this company. All those wrestlers, every last one of them should be like, where's my pay raise? Roman should be like, where's my pay raise? Every one of them should be like, you're recording these record profits and we want to slice the Except pie for as well. <laughs> Brock, Brock, yeah, Brock's, Brock's good Brock's, at his time. He's doing okay, I think. Oh, uh, but, Three million for Goldberg is, the guy's got to be laughing. Oh, if yeah. I was Miz, that's, a, that's another reason Miz should be pissed off. Miz does everything for that company. And he's had a terrible year. Not his fault. He's just been put into some of the worst storylines ever this year for Miz. Um, but 2.5 for Miz for all the shit he does for that company is uh, not not great compared to what Goldberg does. Uh, these are base these aren't including merch sales and these different things. Yeah, all those tiny ball Tales shirts from Miz. And whatever. Pardon me? All those tiny ball shirts from Miz. <laughs> I, I still, I would be wanting every last little drop from this company. Because this, oh, yeah. you're, you have such a short window. When you really look at it, you, how many people can come in and make money like Goldberg at their age? Not many. So The, the very idea, Joel, that any less than, and this is a minimum, and it should be more, any less than 40% of the, of the profits is being go- going to the talent is ridiculous. Yeah. 2.5 million for Stephanie as a talent? As a talent. Yeah. The, the fact that she makes what more than... she move? She makes more than Bliss, Bianca, and Sasha combined, and Asuka. No, by a ton. And and by the way, too, the crazy number in there too is that Roxanne Perez makes a hundred thousand as an NXT rookie and the champion, but Bliss makes two hundred thousand, and she's been a veteran with that company for seven, seven, six years. It, uh, and, and she moves and merch to too. On, she I, moves merch. Bliss does. 
Yeah, absolutely. And just to add on, and I'm not sure if this is where you're getting in the rant and let you get back to it in a second here, Joel, just this is why I can't believe that they don't want to unionize. Yeah. yeah. Blows my mind. It's 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 crazy because like you like you listed off like they should have a massive problem on their hands with Thalia. She is their basically their crown jewel, their women's division right now. She is the centerpiece. She's one of the most featured women, and to hear what she's getting paid compared to other people, you're like you should be. She should easily be up in the two. You're talking about two and Bel Air. Yeah. Yeah, five hundred thousand for Bel Air. 500,000, that to me, like, and I'm sorry, but Sasha is a much bigger star than Bel Air. Yeah. So she has every right to ask for the money that she was asking. And it, like- Ron Breaker, 200,000, by the way. <laughs> so, and that, that to me just shows the, the discrepancy where you have a, a your star in NXT. Kane is still making a million dollars a year from the company too, by the way. As a talent. That's not including, oh man. Yeah. Uh, and and we know that people like Marco Stunt and, uh, you know, uh, people like that that are gone from AEW were at least making six figures. So, mm. I mean, it's theoretical. <laughs> Bobby you know? at one is uh, ridiculous too. Bobby Lashley only making one when he's a top five star in your company. Yeah. Drew at yeah. one just is my. Like I figured, Drew would have been at least a two. Yeah, Ziggler makes more than Bobby, Drew, and Sheamus. Uh, Dolph makes one point five. See, I feel like even Ziggler, like Zig, maybe one point five is a nice spot for Ziggler. He had his his peak, and now he's kind of on the down. Shouts to AJ for negotiate like three years ago. Didn't he? Like three years ago, didn't he renegotiate and get a Ziggs? salary bump? Yeah, because yeah. he was gonna he was gonna walk to. Uh, impact at that point i believe like so if i'm i'm a talent because one of the rumors that you were telling me about josh is mandy rose this kind of ties in with mandy rose who was let yep, go of the that's company. where i was going next so thank you for the transition so you you look at that situation with mandy rose and you go with how much money she was making selling her photos which is within her right there's no no shame there you make if you're making better money doing that than putting your body and your health and your well-being on the line, there's something very, very wrong with the company. And one of the rumors is that Chelsea Green will be coming in to be the head of Toxic Attraction. Yeah, she shut down her only friend, uh, her OnlyFans today. My thing is, if she's coming into the company, how much are they going to pay her? How much should she be paid? And it goes again to being probably like two hundred thousand. That, that discrepancy between men and women, where men are treated like the, everyone's putting the same amount of risk on their body. Well, Joel, I, it's it's kind of what I told you, right? So Mandy, in the last week now, has made just this week made five hundred thousand just this week off the site. See, so it, just this week off the site. And that kind of goes to what you're seeing from adult entertainers, right? You're seeing some, let's say, with like Atlanta Rhodes, for example, who's told stories to Complex and other uh, publications that when she was doing stuff in adult entertainment, she was getting paid for, she was in the in industry for six months, she said, and barely got 
I think she said 300,000 or $400,000 just being in the adult industry. And now she's done an OnlyFans type of thing. She does her own work. And now she is worth $50 million. So yeah, someone like some, Mandy like, is going to look at that. Yeah, there was some uh, adult film star. I can't remember who it was, but she paid $4.5 million for our new house. And they were yeah. reporting it. And she bought a Bentley without getting like just paid cash for it and it's yeah. like <laughs> if you're comfortable doing that then uh you know i mean go ahead because uh you're not making money in wrestling to the point that you should be yeah mandy and was like, making 55 i believe joel i think roxanne perez was making more than her like again to me that that goes back to more. Oh, no, she had main about. roster money, so she probably was getting about that two hundred thousand. I would guess. It it still to me being in the state where we look at this and we go like that was a crime what Sasha was being paid. Well, Joel, like, we talk about so sorry to go back to your band thing. I'll let you go back. So Jinder is a nine hundred thousand. So we're gonna look at the jobber side of things. That's probably the base salary for most men is eight to nine, right? So the women, the base is two. So that's a pig paid to discrepancy between someone like to say even a bliss who's a multi-time world champion and has been in big storylines compared to a Jinder Mahal who's 900,000 and was a champion, but not anymore. Sorry. So just to give you an idea. No, of the, that's, the pay mix that's there. a good, that's an incredible point. It well, makes me sick to my stomach to think of how that the men are valued four times what the women are valued at mm-hmm. just as the base. Because you're looking so, at 900 to a million as an average base salary for the men compared to an average salary, about 200 for the women. And really, if you're looking at a pay increase, so uh, Braun Breaker, 300 million, and I think Carmelo Hayes is uh, 300,000 uh, 300, right now. Not million, 300,000. So Braun will probably go up to a million and, and Carmelo will probably go up to a million when they go up to the main roster, right? Whereas Roxanne is just at 100 right now so she'll probably just go up 100,000 whereas Braun or Carmelo will go up an extra 700,000 sorry Joel well and and that's and that speaks to the bigger problem like uh I have a question I don't know if you have the answer what is Ronda getting paid I have that for you actually I'm Give very curious he said 1. 1.5 I 1. think 5. it was 1.5 and by the way I was Ron I got the full uh because the Brox it said anywhere from 10 to unsure. Brox is now I have Brox under number. Brock is paid 12 million dollars a year. Okay. If Rhonda's was probably the equivalent UFC level draw to Brock, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 I would agree with that. Yeah, that's that's Rhonda uh, is making 1.5. So Flair and Becky are the only women that make more money than her right now. But she's making, she's making, and she's making more than Bobby and Drew. Like Becky should be close to Roman money. Like all these women should be up the scale. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be there's a woman's scale. Well, the performers as a general rule should be up the scale. Also for Becky, her base salary, it's said to be as a million, but she owns, earns 3 million. Yeah, she she earns around three million in the last few years. So I guess she started at a million, maybe came up. So if that's the case, if her base salary or was maybe a million, it is the merch sales. So no, her her salary now is a, is three. So it's saying when she was called up, her and Charlotte both got a million, but Bailey and Sasha stayed under when they were called up initially. Wow. 
Like, and you know who I really feel bad for in all this is Trinity. So, I mean, yeah. talk about being in limbo. Like at yeah. least Sasha's, uh, or, you know, Mercedes is out of there. Uh, wow, what a mess. What gets me, you guys, is remember, WWE salaries went up three years ago when AEW came around. So if these are their salaries now, what were they? Oh, that's insane. I mean, I'm even surprised Roxanne makes 100. And I don't know if that's, these These are updated. So did Roxanne get a boost because she's champion now? Oh, I would guess. I would guess she must have, but. I mean, for a 21-year-old new into the industry, that's huge for her. But Breaker and Carmelo already making 200,000 more than her is already a sign of what you get with this company. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I would be very curious what the salary. I, I will say AEW probably pays the men more than the women as well. I'm looking at the AEW salaries next. Uh, they, because their their men are as a general bigger stars and bigger draws than their women. Like I say, they've added their biggest star recently, and they're going to be adding. You guys want more. them? Yeah, there's yeah. some surprises on here. So this was the highest paid as of the start of this year. Okay. So the highest paid wrestler is Dean Ambrose, uh, sorry, John Moxley, um, six million for Mox. Okay. Jericho is three, Kenny is three, Cody was making three, Brandy was making two. God, what's Cody making in, a- in WWE? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dustin was making two, Nyla Rose was making two, is making two. Uh, I, I the- mean, Lucha's two, Young Bucks at two, and Pack at two. Interesting. I, I can get an updated. Of course, it's not a publicly traded company, so I wonder yeah. how accurate those are. But I'd be very curious what uh, what Britt makes now. What Britt makes and what MGF was making is what I'm trying to find out. Because Max has probably got to be up in the twos or threes. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, at, at this point. Uh, a few others I found. MG. Uh, so MJF salary was bumped up from a mil to two point three, according to some rumors. Not hundred percent knowing. Um, Adam Cole is at two point four. Hangman is at two point five. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Scorpio Sky at or at a mil. So here's the women. So Jade Cargill is five hundred thousand. Same with Thunder Rosa. Jade Cargill's is more than twice what Alexa Bliss is. Uh, Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, Ruby Soho, and Tony Storm are 550,000. They should be in the millions, especially Britt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she will be, I'm sure, when her contract gets renegotiated. Scalloper, Mark Henry, and Jim Ross, and Tony Schiavone get paid 200,000. But I mean, what would Cole have been making? One million? If he had gone to the main roster? Well, you have to assume if the NXT roster for a main eventer, we're basing that off of what Breaker is. So it's probably around that 300,000 range. So, yeah. So, I mean, somebody like Johnny Gargano who stayed, is he making significantly less than he would have? I would bet you he is gender. I bet you he's gender money. Yeah, he's probably making a million in in that range, in the 800, 900 million range. And and we know KO. Is the amount amount of money he's making from the the other revenue sources that you, you get paid out of? In WWE, enough to overcome the extra 0.5 million. Yeah. That, well, uh, you know. And then there's another circumstance. You think too, it has know, to, right? 
KO was going to sign with AW, but Tony said that they offered him more and he couldn't match it. Yeah. So that was KO, I think, was three. So Tony couldn't match the three. So he's probably going to put KO at the two. Yeah. He could match three. Well, maybe he couldn't then. He could now. I don't think he could because that had the start of the downfall of, of Warner Discovery, which I think is hurting them for some signings to a degree at times. Sasha Mercedes is a different level, but I think that's maybe what hurt them when Sammy and KO were free agents at the start of the year. I think maybe, maybe. Sammy's. Like I say, now now I think they could, uh, you know, with the, with the amount of money they've made this year, I, I think exceeding expectations and them themselves having a new deal coming up not too far in the future for television. I imagine that uh, they they could now pay whatever they need to for for a star. So I'm going to revert it back to some quick points here, and then we'll move on to the two final subjects here. So Joel, just uh, as far as we talked about the mistake that everybody's made with Sasha, what are you expecting for her for next year? Um, well, it depends on where she's going. So I think she, you'll see a bump in stardom numbers for their uh, streaming service because I think she will do some matches there. Um, I think she'll be doing a couple matches with New Japan, and if she does sign with AEW, uh, I expect her to be at least women's champion by the end of the year. I think that's that would be person you. It, it's kind of like a punk situation, but I don't think uh, Mercedes is going to have a press conference eating a muffin, shitting on your top talent. So I kind of expect something similar to what happened with Punk where Mercedes basically gets pushed to the top and arguably rightfully so. Well, I mean, I think it's more likely she's there to at least the beginning. I think I see her as the TBS champion or is it? T- yes, TBS, isn't it? Or is it TNT? I hate them. Yeah, she's going to knock off Jade. Yeah, yeah I think she's going to knock off Jade. I think, that's, I think that's more likely the direction. And eventually you got to have some unification match, you know, and uh and a big match so i mean uh yeah i mean either way she's gonna be uh happier you know i i can't get over the whole thing i'll never get over when she and bailey were tag champions and what went down there you know the the first time and and how poorly that was handled and backstage you know that they did whatever they did who knows what's true what is the bliss stuff yeah yeah you know i mean she's clearly being unhappy there for a while it's this isn't new it's Um, very punkish it's very much like punk it very much is that uh i think she's a more stable personality than punk so i don't expect her to flame out yeah here's a question and and i don't want to bury her because of snoop the connection with snoop too by the way yeah, well, Snoop's already made his uh, appearance. On, didn't he go through a table in AEW? Yeah, but now he's lost the gold belt. <laughs> uh, here, here's the question. Uh, what Mercedes pops up on AEW, what does this do for Bailey? Does this lead to potential Bailey? Well, Bailey, we don't... I mean, with the contract, I'm assuming they're going to do what they did to Ray all that time ago, right? Where... Ray had nine months left, but then he was out for a year, so they added it. So we don't. I think it's. I think it's not a surprise. We don't see well, Bailey's contract on there. You have because to keep most in these... mind, though, Josh. You have to keep in mind a lot of the time that she was out, she yeah. was healthy. 
and they just weren't using. Oh, it. I know. I, don't I know, but they're still going to freeze it because they're dicks they with it. I don't think they can freeze it for that period. I don't think they can. Maybe they can. From my understanding, because they did the same thing to Ray. Remember, Ray was healthy for a while, and they didn't. They can freeze, from my understanding, as long as they're not on television. As long as they're not on television, or they're doing community effort stuff, like Big Show or Titus was doing, right? Then they'll freeze it. Yes. And so with with Bailey, um, yeah, it's interesting because again, they were the champions for WWE during the pandemic. If you go back to our 2020 show, Morton and I both wanted to make Sasha just the overall Sasha or slash Bailey just the wrestlers of the year because they carried the pandemic. Mox, Moxley, did. Moxley, Sheeta, Bailey, and Sasha. Those were your pandemic warriors, those four, and Drew to a degree, but those four were the ones that carried the pandemic and made it entertaining. From the very first match that came on when Bailey got in the headphones with Michael Cole. Uh, so it's going to be, I mean, we're, there's the whole Flair thing. Like, talking about people being healthy, where the hell has Charlotte Flair been? Because according to Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp, she's been healthy. She got married in August, yeah. and they just haven't used her. It's a really peculiar situation. And I think the, the plan... Well, was for I mean, her to face Bel Air, and that does not seem to be the plan anymore because now Rhea Ripley is hot as hell, and that seems to be the plan now. Well, yeah, but I mean, WrestleMania is coming up, and one of two things is going to happen either they're going to get her a match for WrestleMania for the star power, yeah, or more likely she's going to be the surprise that shows up at WrestleMania like Bailey was last year, you know, uh, because Summer Slam, yeah, yeah. or a SummerSlam, yeah. But uh, because this is um, Hunter's booking theory, we need to bring back a surprise. We need to bring mm. back somebody from the past. We need to. This has been, he's been overly reliant on this. You think? To say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because right now I would say when Pencil, we would put Becky versus Rhonda after she's done with this whole uh, damage control narrative. They think they're just wasting time. So Becky versus Rhonda and Pencil. And I was going to say Belair versus Charlotte, but now I think they're leaning towards Rhea versus Belair because Rhea may be the hottest woman in the company, even more than Belair the last two months, at least. Well, maybe. I don't know. I saw her match against Asuka and I thought it was a good match. But man, I'm not saying about in ring. I'm just saying as far as no, getting over saying, with the was, mommy and all that. There was no crowd reaction for that match. I, I, like, it was a good match. There was no crowd reaction, but in general, the crowds, especially on Mondays, oh, they've been uh, are not as they're not hot. They're not. Hot. Uh, all right, let's move on to our our last. Joel, any last parts on that before I move on to the the next subject? Unionize, unionize, unionize. One of the final ones I have here is how the hell are they going to book Sami Zayn? I've been echoing this since August. They have gotten themselves into the biggest pickle that they've had since uh, Daniel Bryan. The Royal Rumble's coming up here. And I think they're like, it's The Rock. It's fine. He'll just come out. It'll be all good. To the point you're now hearing Cody may debut back on the first Monday Night Raw. So you get rid of the Cody surprise in the Rumble, which I actually don't hate that idea, having Cody come back and cause set the championship against Theory. I think on... on the idea of it's not bad. You're back on Monday nights. I'm not dealing with Monday night football, so maybe it's good to bring Monday, someone like Cody. Is, is, is Rollins a babyface now after Monday? 
right now he is because he's facing theory but after that obviously so you want go to back turn to turn cody heel no seth will go back he's got to be big show's record <laughs> okay i I'm, i remember my brain is, is like he, he will go back ear. to a heel that that's that's the guess because it seems like it's going to be seth and cody now at the rumble the, the whole point of this is they think they're going to bring in Dwayne and that they're like, oh, the Sammy stuff won't matter. I, I got some bad stuff to tell you, WWE. That's not the case right now because Sammy is the most over baby face in the industry. Yeah, and he's not even, he's he's more over than Action and Ready. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's over. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he, but the funny thing is, like, the Rock will get a massive pop, like when he comes back, like, like yeah, and everything like that. But, but you're, I think you're the one who said there's going to be Sammy chance at the Rumble. Yep. I mean, the Rock, the Rock though is not, is not uh, going to win the title. I don't think. Now a lot of people do think he is. I think he I that think he wins so. the title and loses at SummerSlam. I think he loses, puts over Reigns, and then you. I think you can hold the Sammy storyline on long enough. And he'll stay hot enough until, until uh, you know, SummerSlam. I think Cody, so this is this is the way I would book it. I keep Cody away from the title. You do him and Seth one last time. It's, it's, it's redundant at this point, but you're going to do it. I would have, uh, maybe The Rock wins the Rumble. Sure. I would have Sammy, though, win Elimination Chamber. It's in Montreal, right? You can say, I'm doing it for the bloodline so no one else can go against Roman, blah, 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 whatever. Um, you do Sammy night one, Rock night two. You could have Sammy get cheated out of it. And maybe then if you wanted to, you could have Roman give him the title or you can say, hey, the Pierce comes out the next night on Raw or whatever. It's like, hey, well, Roman did distinctly beat The Rock. He did not distinctly beat Sammy Zayn. Therefore... We are splitting these titles up and we're having a tournament and whoever wins that gets the other championship and he gets that. I, I, I don't, here's the thing. I, this, I don't, because they have to drop this title to raw because raw is sinking as much as they've done rehab in the U S title. They are sinking without a world title. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is the whole storyline, it needs to be that at some reason when reigns decides their usefulness to me is over. Yeah, you know, and well, he'll lose, to, C- he'll lose to, to Cena see. or KO on SmackDown in two weeks. Probably he'll take the pin. You know, when your usefulness, your he needs to beat him down, and frankly, there needs to be blood. It needs yep. to be brutal. It needs to be a brutal beat down by the bloodline with Reigns holding it, and him holding up him to the camera, and blood on his face, and your usefulness to me is at an end. Yeah, and and that's money. That's a money angle. And yep. they don't have a chance to, to do a money angle often enough. If well, it's just, if it's just, you know, I mean, it can't be just that he wins and, and he's conflicted about taking the title from Reigns. There needs to be, before that, he needs to be beat down heavy. We, we need the Sammy Zayn from NXT. And to do that is exactly what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. The angle of holding up a bloody sand. Because I think that's that gets traction on the internet, that draws in eyeballs. It becomes the story. And you can have it where you have Semi beat down and you can announce 
at the Rumble that Sammy is not still not medically cleared for the Rumble. You have to. You so have you to. still have the walk. You can have the Rock win the Rumble, have Sammy win at Elimination Chamber, and at, have it be like Kofi Kingston fighting, fighting from underneath the old Sammy Zayn, fighting his way through and winning at Elimination Chamber, setting up your uh, I Rock is going to have to have night two. That's the problem right now because Sammy needs to close out Mania holding the title. Yeah, he does. And that's the but guy I that should be Roman like to I get say, I do over. think you can hold it off. I do think you can hold it off. But I, because they don't boot blood all the time, like AEW, it'll be mm-hmm. impactful if they do it. And I, it, it, It's just the mania of it all. Because to me, Rock should be night one. And then night two can be same. Because By the way, he reigns wrestling twice. Wrestling, wrestling twice in two nights that rains uh, by the way if, if you have austin on this show do you put austin and rock on the same night or you separate them separate them yeah, yeah okay it's it, same it's, with you might put cena and austin on one and rock on the other okay the plan location for SummerSlam, by the way is detroit so decent drive for montrealers not not, not terrible I, I worse, yeah. I'm very curious to see how they book this because Sammy, you have the potential to make and wrestling doesn't have yeah, a lot of my power. prediction is Sammy doesn't win when he faces Reigns, even though that's totally wrong. That's the, the terrible decision. But that's my prediction is they, they never planned for Sammy to be world champion. They never thought of him that, that it's level. like Kofi and Brian. Because they have the storyline, the storyline, the fans might demand it, but I think at least the first time. I don't think he's Mon, and he'll lose uh, momentum if he doesn't win the first time. When he'll lose when, ben, when when Benoit won, I can't remember because it was it's so long ago now. Did was that organic or did that kind of seem like the plan all along was to make Benoit win? I think the plan all along was to make Benoit win, but I, I mean, I think that they were what happened was if I remember correctly. I mean, it was Triple H and Benoit, and yeah. they didn't think it had enough star power. They were worried it and then wouldn't draw. they put draw. Sean in, yeah. So they put Sean in because they were worried it wouldn't draw, not because that was the plan storyline. That the I remember. The plan storyline yeah. was Benoit and Triple H, and then they put in HBK, and then that night, to everybody's surprise, they were going to put the belt on on uh, Benoit, but it was they were the crowd was chanting for Benoit over HBK, which they didn't mm-hmm. expect. Right. So the, their thinking was Triple H will put over Benoit, we'll make a new star. They didn't realize that, uh, because they had the whole idea of the Eddie and Chris ending. Yeah. That that and, was the whole, everything was and, built around, let's create a WrestleMania moment. Yeah. And that would be this one with Sammy and KO at the end. That's what this mania should be. But they have should it in be. their mind that it's LA and it's The Rock and Roman's going to beat the Rock in LA. Reigns will be champion five years from now still. Are you kidding me? I honestly do think they want him to beat San Martino. I, I really do think they want him to beat San Martino. I So I've had this conversation before with Roman. What is the peak with Roman Reigns' title reign? Has it already happened? Was no, it when he got the bloodline the is selling merchandise like we like Cena level right now? So and it, and it's it's probably the hottest it's been at, at this point right now with 
coming off a of Survivor Series. Whenever Roman's on TV, the ratings go high on SmackDown. He's 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 the biggest draw as far as merch and TV viewership right now. In ring, that's that's the question. You can maybe ask a little bit more, but as far as audience draw and merchandise, it's it's still going very strong. My question is, what is what is the pinnacle with this? Where are you, where is where are you trying to get Roman? What's the next story? It should be eventually to me a Carmelo Hayes or a Braun Breaker beating him. That's the best way you go about this. Is you take the young talent and you elevate them by ending this. But they're not going to see. That's why Sammy does fit smallly into that narrative because there's been a story to build up to him. Rock beating him and ending it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit. You built this whole thing up and it doesn't mean shit. A Carmelo Hayes, a Braun Breaker means something if you mean him. I guess Cody to a degree would mean something because it's, but for Cody, it's not as much important about him beating Roman. It's about him getting the title that Dusty never got. You need a young talent. At Madison's Gardens. Yes. Yeah. You need a, whoever beats Roman has to be a young star. So I look at it in Philly next year, you know, maybe that's where you pull the Braun Breaker trigger. Or the Carmelo Hayes. I don't know who at this point, like you, you hear different things. Kind of like a while ago, there was that uh Roman and Big E discussion from Vince and, and Hunter, right? Of who would be the bigger star, and they had their put their pushes in either way. You hear that with a lot of people within NXT now of is it Melo or is it Braun is the next big guy? Obviously, Braun's holding the big belt in NXT, but there is a lot of Carmelo Hayes people. Well, and I guess my question with those two is who is the crowd gonna Who's going to draw on the crowd? Who, who's the crowd? Carmelo. It's going to I think Carmelo. What do you think, Morton? I kind of think Carmelo's a natural heel, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think so. He, he I, is. I think there's he a lot. Of, is. I think there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really think that, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, isn't, uh, he's late 20s and Breaker's mid 20s. Breaker's yeah. a little younger, so that's an advantage yeah. towards him. And I think Breaker's kind of is a good. I think he can be a heel or a babyface. Mm-hmm. But I think that the most money with Carmelo is actually is a heel. See, yeah. and it's interesting because, like, who? I guess the question with the the because the, the pinnacle for Roman is who beats him. You look at I. I always go back. The greatest title reign I think I will see in my lifetime is Okada. Is that mm-hmm. title reign from what 2017 to 20, 2019, 2018? Yeah. Like, yeah, that, I think it was 2018, but that was awesome. That, those title defenses and the pinnacle of that title reign was that final match with Kenny. That final match, but it had so many great moments throughout it. The Shibata match, uh, the Kenny matches, Tanahashi. Like there were so many incredible moments. So we we take that and we try to we apply that slightly to WWE. It's not the same thing, but you apply it. What is that moment where the thing just spikes? It's the hottest it's ever been for the company. Roman's moving merch, Bloodline's moving merch. Who is the baby face? Oh, that... it's MJF. And I'm 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 half joking because if if they think they could get him, is that not the guy? He's too short. I I, I don't. I, I don't think I, that's as kind of, as big a problem if it stays away. I, I think it's more if he's making two point three right now. WWE and there's the bidding war. Like, and WWE is paying um, 
you know, Seamus one. Fox said they would give him five, according to Sean Ross Sapp. I don't see that. I don't see it either, but that's according, that's the rumor. So the other thing that comes in with that is there was a rumor that they think NBC Universal will be purchasing WWE. Yeah, that they, well, they, they want both shows and they well, want that's the only thing on peacock that draws so they're like we want more of this and i mean i if i'm nbc universal and i'm looking at smackdown i'm like yes i'd love to take that from fox i'd love to have everything on universal because then it's everything under one roof I, I'm very curious to see how they play into things and what well, happens. But... Also, you know, it's, it's interesting guys is this NBA and the NFL deal, right? I think the NBA deal comes up first and will NBA be a guinea pig to Netflix. Netflix is doing their first live streaming event ever with this Chris rock special in January. So he will be the guinea pig for Netflix doing live stuff. Will WWE potentially not WWE will NBA be the first guinea pig for the live sports sorry joel go ahead there was uh there's a headline that i saw that uh there's talks that google slash youtube is in negotiations to get sunday ticket yeah yeah the net and, that, and that's that that's huge but the mb the netflix thing is interesting i just point out just because so disney's now done live because they've done some live concerts and they've done dancing with the stars live on their platform to test it out we know Amazon is capable of it now with doing Thursday night football and doing all their terrible games that so many bad Thursday night football <laughs> games this year. Um, hey, you're not excited to see the Jets and Jaguars tomorrow. I actually am for that. That actually is going to be a fun game. Um, there's a lot of playoff stuff at stakes in that one. At um, least there's some playoff stuff. Yeah. They've had some lousy games. Yeah. Uh, but the Netflix side of things is interesting just because they've never done live. But Netflix is losing money and has been for years. Yep. I think that's what the thing, like a lot of these, like Peacock, I understand is losing money. HBO Max, uh, you know. My big prediction for 2023 year. is that uh, I, before September, and we'll wrap up here um, in a second, Paramount and uh, NBC, I think, will will merge. Peacock and Paramount will merge. I can see that. Yeah. And so you you have all these things and just just to bring it back into wrestling i i look at braun and i look at carmelo and i go which one of these guys is that next hot white baby face that is just going to set the world ablaze i think it's carmelo he can be both He's better heel though. I agree with Martin. Well, it's certainly better. I think he's a better heel. It's certainly not. I don't think Braun. Braun to me is Sheamus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like solid he's hand. Like, uh, a solid hand. Uh, uh, you know, he's got some star power, but he's not a game changer. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing I keep going back to New Japan. I go back to when Okada beat Tanahashi. Will. Carmelo beating Roman make him to the level that you want him to. Will will that be the thing that maybe if they start giving Reigns some clean wins? Do you see what there? Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe maybe it'll be Grayson Waller. I don't know. Maybe that's the star. (laughs) Maybe the star isn't there yet. I I don't think I hate anybody more in TV than Grayson Waller right now. 
And that includes Baron Corbin. I really hate Grayson Waller. I like the Bret Hart come call back this week, but I really hate that character. It's 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 going to be Baron Corbin that beats Roman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So there we go. Uh, and then I guess the the last light slight thing is we were talking about beforehand is just The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, just not a great 2022 for him. Black Adam did fine, but it's going to lose money. Uh, the damage control that he did was very out of control for him when he came on his Instagram. It was like, and he did a well, actually, you don't see that from Dwayne. He's very calculated with stuff. He did this letter yesterday um, that maybe saved face a little bit and Grace Randolph and some other Hollywood experts gave him praise for it. So save face a little bit, but the whole DC Black Adam thing didn't go great for him. I mean, DC is a disaster right now, movie side anyways, but Rock kind of misstepped there. And then Young Rock, which is a show that I think is fine. The casting is terrible for some of the people in there. If you've seen the WWE side of things for casting, but it's a fine, fun show, but they put that against SmackDown on Fridays and it's the lowest rated show on TV right now. And I think the time slot has a lot to do with that. But my point is, kind of where in 2010 where Dwayne was where he kind of needed that WWE bump to kind of get back he did fast five and that was that was good but that wasn't a rock movie that was a Vin Diesel movie he hasn't had that bump of the rock is the best part of this blank and he kind of needs that WWE bump it seems again to have that when when was the last time that there was a rock movie that he was the best part Probably Jumanji. Jumanji drew big too. It yeah. was a billion dollar. But movie. I don't know if you say he was the best part. I don't think he was the best part. I think it was you say Jack Black, Jack Black, or Kevin Hart. I'd more lean towards Jack Black, but I think yeah. there were stronger talent in that when Rock was not the main. When was the last time? Where was when was it with Rock? What was the last, last movie? I was going to say Jumanji. I don't know since then what there would be. Skyscraper. That, that tanked. <laughs> that tanked. San Andreas. Oh, I, is it Moana? I, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. No matter what, it's been a while. Because ba- I mean, so you look where the Rock went afterwards, right? So. He uh, he did Fast 6, right? He did WrestleMania 29 in 2013, right? Then he did Pain and Gain, which is liked by some, hated by most. Fast 6, which wasn't as good. He did that Bomb Hercules movie, which wasn't good. He had a cameo in Fast 7. Did San Andreas, which did okay. Probably better than the next few movies that he did. Then he was in Central Intelligence, which was fine. Moana, big hit. But I don't know if you're going, now can I say in the back, I don't think The Rock is the big reason why Moana hit. I think it helps. No. Right. But having Lin Man Miranda exactly. write your music, I think that's kind of what happened of him coming off of Hamilton and writing your songs. I think that's what helped uh, Moana. Baywatch was a bomb. Uh, Jumanji, huge. Uh, Rampage bomb, Skyscraper bomb. Fighting with my family, that's more about Florence Pugh and her come out performance than The Rock being a producer in that. Hobbs and Shaw, which is fine. Uh, you know what? It's ballers. Oh, yeah. It it's probably ballers. is. It's ballers. ballers. Yeah. So 2019 was the last time. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because it wasn't Jungle Cruise. Wasn't Jungle DC Super Pets <laughs> was way more fun than I thought, but he's not the best part of DC Super Pets. The thing about him is he's best when he's doing 
when it is action comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's when he's going to have his most success and that's when he's at his best. A movie like Black Adam where he's, you know, it's not, not an action doing comedy. the Black Adam story? <laughs> it doesn't really well, understand what it's about? He needs to yeah, go back that's... to doing the, like when he was doing the movies like uh, Southland Tales and Gridiron Grind and all those type and Walking Tall and those were like the nice roles for him. Wow. And then he just kind of got too over the top of stuff. Well, well, that was back when he had lost weight and was down to 225 pounds instead of 270. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walking Tall is a lot of fun. I always yeah. enjoyed that movie. Red Iron Kane's really good too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, next year, his big movie the next tooth year fairy. is... The Tooth, tooth Fairy. Doom. Uh, no, maybe, maybe not. Red One's the big movie next year, that Christmas movie that he has with Chris Evans. So that's the big one that he has next year. And right now he's in production for Big Trouble in Little China and Jungle Cruise right now. I can't, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the original Big Trouble in Little China. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, I don't think he's playing Jack Burton. No? I'm not 100%. I don't think he is. The rumor, I think Kurt Russell's coming back as Jack Burton and then The Rock is kind of on the side. Well, I'm not the, sure. I thought it was a, I thought it was like Jack, he's coming back as Jack Burton Sr. And The Rock was going to be Jack Burton Jr. I yeah, it was the, like the, this, the diagnosis, it says a truck driver and his new friend, Jack Burton, unite on a new adventure. So I'm guessing the rock may be the truck driver. Uh, the, the, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Who knows? The point Either is, way, overall, is he kind of needs this. It's not being directed by John Carpenter, so it probably won't rule, but it no. could rule. He, he, this is my last point. Rules. I'll let you guys have your last point. To me, he's not even The Rock. He has not been The Rock in probably 20 years. He's Dwayne, and I hope that's what changes in the next run, is he's been Dwayne Johnson. He hasn't been The Rock. Like that's Some parts true. of that comeback were okay, but when CM, I have never looked at him the same since CM Punk mutilated him in that promo. Ever <laughs> since then, he just destroyed, like, he bursted The Rock bubble for me. And The Rock, to me, any promo he cut was never the same. When Punk had, your arms are too short to box with God, the Rock was never the same for promos for me ever then. Punk just obliterated him to that point and put him into a, a, a lower level than what Punk and some others got to. I'm, yeah, I, I, could, I could see. I mean, I for me, the, it didn't affect me the same way, but I could see why it would. More importantly, Joel, have you seen Big Trouble in Little China? I have not, actually. It's on Disney+. Plus. Yep. Is it? Yeah, they all are. <laughs> Excellent. Then I will. Uh, that's that's where I'll head to right now. Joel, your thoughts quickly on 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 Dwayne before we get out of here. Uh, he definitely. It's it's kind of like the sideshow. Bob stepped on a lot of rakes and yeah. kept yeah. stepping on rakes, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, whether he'll be able. To, I'm very curious what this WWE run is going to do because while Roman is a top merch seller. Roman's not necessarily something that draws me in, and I don't know if I'm quite drawn in with pairing him up with The Rock. Uh, I think it, it it's a it, big match. It's a big match. There's a good story there. There's you need to have, uh, like off of there. You need to have like both Wild Samoans there. You need Rikishi there. Uh, if you, I don't know if you guys saw Amaga's son. Picture of him is going around, and he may be going to the performance. He looks so much like umaga and there's rumors of umaga going in the hall of fame this year as well which would perfectly 
hit with everything if this Rock and Roman match happens, having Umaga go in the Hall of Fame this year would be perfect to have most of the Samoan family there to honor Umaga. I'm I'm very curious what what the promos are like between these two. Uh, what what this what this program's like because Rock need Dwayne needs this. I'm a little hesitant to say that this is going to be the medicine he needs. I'm not a hundred percent sold on this. I guess we'll wait and see because I don't. His music will hit at the Rumble. It'll be great. Yep, and it'll be a great moment. But what happens after that, and how they build this story? I'm very, very curious to see how it goes because I'm still not 100% sold on it. Mon, your thoughts, and then I got one last quick question, then we're out of here. Oh, no, I, I got no, I've never had a thought. I mean, that would yeah. be an exaggeration. Uh, what's the last question? Uh, so Stone Cold, um, we pretty much all know he's going to be at Mania this year. I know who I want him to face, and I think there's only one answer for who he should be facing but I'm interested in yours, Martin, and then Joel. Well, Cena. I mean, yeah, to me, that's mine. To me, that's it mine. would that would be the match to make. See, well, if you do that, neither guy's going to take a bump, so you, it'll it'll be very interesting. But boy, the, the crowd will. What's the, the bigger match then? Totally if if you have Rock, if you have Austin Cena, and you have Rock and Roman, what's the bigger match, draw wise? Austin. I, I think it's Austin too. You know what? I think both are big, and that gives them two main events that'll draw. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my question, Martin. If this was one night WrestleMania, what would you have closed? Roman and Rock or Cena and Austin? Then it has to be Roman and Rock. It has to be the title. It'd have to be Roman and Rock because if there was a belt on the line, if there was no belt on the line, if Reigns wasn't champion, you might go the other way. But because the belt is on the line, you, you put that on last. You could argue Cena and Austin are the two biggest draws in the history of wrestling. Cena, did he pass Hogan for merchandise? I'm not going to get into this. This is this would be too long a discussion. I'm going to ask Dave this. I'm going to tweet Dave this, and we'll find out next week. I'm going to tweet Dave if he has. Because yeah. I'm this interested be, if he does. Who's the biggest draw in wrestling history? is you know it might be a guy from the 30s it might be could be gorgeous george yeah could be gorgeous like, george could be san know, martino I mean, could be hackenschmidt yeah i mean it's it's you know not even <laughs> hackenschmidt i was thinking tolos uh yeah. people don't know his name now but he was a massive draw mm-hmm. um, Anoki. Anoki. yeah Anoki, yeah yeah yeah. Like it's 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 a you know Austin for at his height was dry more than anybody. Mm-hmm. So you know and yeah, I think so you hope you still discussion and my food is already got your shirts. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for listening to your wrestling podcast. We will be back in a week with a few others here, and we will get ready to break down the wrestling awards. I believe this is the sixth or seventh year we've done this, but this year there's a little bit of a twist. Joel, take it away. Oh, God. Throw me on the spot. Uh, This year we have introduced the Hart Trophy. It is essentially basically like the NHL Hart Trophy. It's open to anyone. You take a list. You take your 10 top wrestlers this year, and you pop them in one to 10. You have to rank them, and they get points. 
So everyone that gets a, a first place gets, I believe we had it. I don't remember remember the to point total off the top of my head, but first gets the most points. And then it just slowly drops down as the point total goes. And then as, as we tally it all up, we take all your votes. You can submit on Twitter, Instagram, and our email for uh, yourwrestlingpod at gmail.com. Submit that. We add it all up. And then on the best of, we will reveal who finished in the top three. And you can vote for anyone. You want to vote for uh, Mo Jabari? If he's your number one, then yes, put him in there. If Roman Reigns is your number one, you put him in there. If you thought Nyla Rose was your number one, you can pop him in there, uh, her in there because it's open to both genders. It's You can have men, women, whoever in there. You can have tag teams, but you can't have FTR and then have Dax Hardwood. You can either have FTR or Dax Hardwood on the list. You can't have both. So you have to make some tough choices, and I'm interested to see what your guys' lists no are. No trios or groups. No trios, no trios or groups. Thank you, Morton. Uh, and I think what we'll do on the best stuff, I think we'll all three of us will read our top ten, and we'll all see right, where everyone ranks. Good. And then, yeah, we'll 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 get some votes in, and you guys submit. The deadline is the 29th, which is when we'll be recording the podcast, and you'll find out on the 30th who won. And we'll we'll announce it on social media the day after. Yeah, we'll have it in the best of show. There's two shows this year. There will be a separate worst worst of and a separate best of this year. Okay, all right. Can I, can I just uh, close it by saying uh, at least on my end? I mean, uh, then then we'll get the professional to do it. The the radio voice of we talk uh, and fresh take and stick boy the the radio voice. But first, I just want to give it my best radio voice. Go. Thank you for listening to. Your wrestling podcast. Cheers and enjoy the day, people. It's great. Cheers and enjoy the day, people. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Goddamn, son. This is your wrestling podcast. And if you don't listen to this on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, you're getting a stunner. And that's the bottom line. Listening to your wrestling podcast. What? <laughs>